Hey, I don't know if you heard, but the Griot Daily has been nominated for a Webby Award. It's like an online Oscar or or an Internet Emmy, except, you know, for this one, it's just not all white people winning all the awards, right? Like, they don't believe that Harry Styles is better than Beyonce. So, you get to choose. That's right. All you have to do is go to this link. Maybe it's up there or maybe it's down here. I don't know how your internet works. But just click on this link, vote for the Griot Daily, and if enough of you participate and enough of you vote for us, we win. Make sure you go vote because voting ends on April 20th. So go vote for the Griot Daily, and of course, we'll see you on the podcast. You are now listening to the Griot's Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified. Would you rather have a million dollars or a thousand more dollars? Would you rather be able to jump six inches off the ground or 20 more inches off the ground? Well, Like, I know what some of you are thinking, right? Like, if you don't have a million dollars, of course you'd like to have a million dollars. But what if you have 1.5 million? What if you have 2.5 million? Then a thousand more is more dollars. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So I want to welcome you to the Griot Daily, the only podcast that will explain equity versus equality. So what's up, y'all? We're back again, back up in this mug. And today we're going to talk about one of the myths, one of the controversies right now, diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's all up in the news. They're basically outlawing it in Florida, making it against the law to uh, actually be more inclusive. I guess they want to make exclusive, like I guess whiteness is exclusive. We are also going to eliminate all DEI and CRT bureaucracies in the state of Florida. No funding, and that will wither on the vine. Today, we want to talk about not just that broad idea, but one of these things that uh, you know you hear a lot, right, is the difference between equity and equality, right? And there's this uh, kind of conservative myth that any attempt at equity is an attempt at what they call equality of outcome, right? So we don't want, what they're trying to say is, like, we'd rather have all students make Bs than have the smart students uh, make A's and then the you know the poor students make C's or the the mediocre students make C's. It's a straw man argument. We'll dismantle it during this podcast. But one of the ideas that that is based on is the idea that like white people assume really honestly that they're smarter, right? So when you talk about diversity, equity, and, and inclusion, what they counter with is well, it should all be based on merit, right? And ideally, theoretically, that would be cool, but that would also assume that how you got to a place is based on merit, right? And that's the difference between equity and equality, right? So, for instance, if you are a college administrator and you're trying to choose a student to enter, right, 
Well, you have to figure in race because you're looking at equity, not equality. We know that not all schools in America are equal, right? Like we know that black schools, majority black school districts are underfunded at about $1,622 per student, right? We know that, right? That's data, right? So if you're going to just look at two students, right, you're going to have to factor in the fact that one of them just had more money every year that they were in school, in high school, right, in middle school and in elementary school. You have to factor in the fact that majority black schools literally have fewer books in the library. They have fewer resources, and the teachers are paid less, and you have to factor all of that in. You can't just walk in the door and say, well, I'm looking at these two pieces of paper, and so I'm going to judge them equally. That is why we need equity. For instance, if I ask Bill Gates, hey, man, would you like to have a million dollars in your bank account? He'd laugh, right? If I asked a unhoused person, they'd rejoice, right? Because we were considering, they are considering what they already have, right? And you have to consider the past in stuff like college admissions. You have to consider that we live in an unequal world when you are constructing school systems, when you are constructing admissions policies, when you are constructing hiring policies, for instance, right? You have to consider those things. And the point of this is not that you're trying to give people a leg up or help them out, right? It is not just about fairness. It is about making your product as good as it can be. And I might have told this story on this podcast before, but I always tell it. When I was in college, I went to a school that had a big engineering department. And so they had this race every year. But the race was not to build a car, a solar-powered car that could go the fastest. It was to build a solar-powered car that could go the furthest on solar power. And my friend, who was an engineering major, my frat brother, he was trying to figure this thing out. His whole team was together trying to figure it out, but they couldn't figure it out, right? They they knew they were going to lose. So this kid from around the way, like he was literally grew up in the projects. He was part of one of our uh, social projects. He was there, and he was like 12 years old, but he had taught himself how to weld. And he would make these huge, like six-foot-tall bicycles, but to pedal those bicycles, he had created the systems of pulleys and chains. So he would take bicycle chains apart, then put them back together so that they were longer and could go through the pulleys. And he showed them how they could apply that to his car. Now, all of those people on my friend's solo car team, they had learned from the same teachers. They had been in all the same classes. They essentially had a homogenous learning background. So they weren't helping each other, right? What one knew, all knew, because they had the same background. And that one small difference, that one small bit of diversity solved their problem. But that kid was not an engineering student. He was just 
someone from a different background, and he made their product, their project better. And that's how diversity works, and that's also how equity works, right? So imagine if you were a lifeguard, and there were two people drowning, right? And you said, well, which one should I save, right? Well, you can't make the choice, right, um, based on nothing. So you have to have some kind of metric or some kind of criteria. Well, one of those criteria should be the person's background, not their race or not their, you know, ethnicity. But if one of those people could swim, right, you should consider that in which one you're going to help. Because if one could swim, you should go get the one who can't swim first and then go get the one who can swim because he could probably tread water or keep himself afloat longer. And that is the point of equity, considering all of the factors. Now, when you have constructed a society where the color of your skin, whiteness, gives you a social factor, you have to factor that in, right? You have to factor that in if you're hiring somebody for that solar team. Because if all your students are white or went to the Ivy League colleges, you're going to end up with all people who think the same way. If all of your people on your in your college all came from the same kinds of high schools, then you're going to have a student body that is just not more diverse because the teachers, again, don't teach you just in class, right? You also learn from your fellow students. That's why you have group projects. That's why you have study groups, right? So diversity makes the product, in this case, a university or a college, better. And that's how equity works. And that's why, for instance, when you are talking about reparations, you have to consider the past because you have one group who has benefited from the racism that built America and one group that has been put at a deficit, an economic, financial, educational, social, political deficit. When you're thinking about anything, when you're thinking about jobs, when you're thinking about, you know, any aspect of life, you have to consider equity. And it is not trying to gerrymander or manufacture an outcome. It is an attempt to not just right wrongs, but to make things better, to make things work. And that is the difference between equity and equality. If you don't consider it, you're being unequal. And that's also why you have to watch this podcast. You have to download the app. You have to tell a friend about it. And you have to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to. And that's also why we leave you with another black saying. And today's black saying is, If I had a million dollars, it wouldn't mean nothing if I already had two. Thank you for listening to The Griot Daily, and we'll see you next time. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review, download The Griot app, subscribe to the show, and share it with everyone you know. 
Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to podcast at thegrio.com. I'm political scientist, author, and professor, Dr. Christina Greer, and I'm host of The Blackest Questions on The Griot's Black Podcast Network. This person invented ranch dressing around 1950. Who are they? I have no idea. This all began as an exclusive Black History trivia party at my home in Harlem with family and friends. And they got so popular, it seemed only right to share the fun with our Griot listeners. Each week, we invite a familiar face on the podcast to play. What was the name of the person who was an enslaved chief cook for George Washington and later ran away to freedom? In 1868, this university was the first in the country to open a medical school that welcomed medical students of all races, genders, and social classes. What university was it? No, th this is why I like doing stuff with you because I leave educated. I was not taught this in Alabama public schools. Question yeah. number three, you ready? Yes, let me okay. try to redeem myself. How did we go from Kwanzaa to like, these obscure sport, darling. This is like the New York Times crossword from a Monday to a Saturday. Right or wrong? Because all we care about is the journey and having some fun while we do it. I'm excited and also a little nervous. Oh, listen, no need to be nervous. And as I tell all of my guests, this is an opportunity for us to educate ourselves because Black history that. is American history. So we're just going to have some fun. Listen, some people get zero out of five. Some people get five out of five. It doesn't matter. We're just going to be on a little intellectual journey together. Latoya Cantrell? That's right, Mary okay. Latoya Cantrell. Hercules Posey. Mm. Born in 1754, and he was a member of the Mount Vernon slave community widely admired for his culinary skills. I'm going to guess Afropunk. Close. It's okay. Afro-Nation. So last year, according to my research, it's Samuel Wilson, a.k.a. Falcon. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. I, I, am, I am disputing this. I'm very, 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 very 99.9999 sure that it is Representative John Lewis, who is also from the state of Alabama. That lets you know, Christina, we got some goodness come out of Alabama. There is something in the water in Alabama, and you are absolutely correct. The harder they come. Close. Oh, wait, uh, the harder they fall? That's right. I'm one of those people that, that just changes one word. <laughs> I mean, I know this show too well. I just don't know nothing today. It's I'm going to pour myself a little water while you tell me the answer. The answer is Seneca Village, which began in 1825 with the purchase of land by a trustee of the AME Zion Church. You know why games like this make me nervous? I don't know if I know enough black. Do I know enough? How black am I? Oh, my Lord. They, they gonna, we going to find out in public. So give us a follow, subscribe, and join us on The Blackest Questions.